Welcome everybody to Red's Ramblings. Today I have with me Calvin of the Global Citizens Podcast. Global CK Citizens, but it's Citizens. It looks weird. He's got a good story behind it. I'm sure we'll get to that. Originally from Indonesia, typically living in Singapore, but with everything going on, he's back home in Indonesia. Calvin, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Thanks, Red. All right. So yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Calvin. And uh, if you want to know my surname, it's Wijaya. So my full name is Calvin Karniawan Wijaya. So yeah, earlier Red mentioned about my my very funky podcasting. <laughs> so yeah, the funny story behind that is that when I first started doing it, it is just called as it is Global Citizens. I mean, it's easy, right? Now, well, the thing is, is that nothing good in life comes in free. The thing is, is that I think my first ever TEDx speaker who came to my show, she's a really good friend of mine now. So at that time, there was a lot of people who reached out to me, they DM me, they text me. So to me, it's a sign, oh, okay, what I'm doing is working. People are starting to take notice of me. So, okay, I got to keep going. But, and one day I was Googling some stuff and then I found out that there's actually two organizations with the exact same name as my podcast. So one of them, I think is a humanitarian aid. One of them is a newsletter. So, okay, I was thinking, uh, how can I keep my name and I don't get sued? And <laughs> lo and behold, I noticed, hey, my name has a C in front and then there's a K. Huh, okay, let's mix it around. So. Ta-da, that is how the name of the show came about. And explain your show a little bit. All right. So yeah, my show focus on two things. First is to advocate a group, a group called the Third Culture Kids, mm -hmm. or the short form is a TCK. Mm -hmm. And the second is to, as well, it actually has the same kind of purpose as Red's podcast is that we act I actually want to show people what is what is it like living a global citizen's life, living right. an intercultural lifestyle. See, uh, so just a little bit of detail. So third culture kids are children who are now adults, some of them, or mostly, are adults now who grow up outside of their passport countries. So like myself, I grew up in Singapore most of my life. I came back at that time, I thought to Indonesia just for like a year worth of break because I was burned out by the work life. But well, <laughs> Corona hit. So therefore, I'm stuck and right. I can't go back to my second home. And the thing is, is that I'm, I'm lucky enough actually in the sense that I've only experienced a culture outside of my home country and Singapore itself is already a melting pot of culture, so at least you don't get that much confusion. The record on my show is that somebody has lived in 12 countries their entire life. I mean, Damn. can you imagine? Yeah, man. I mean, like, I recall she's in her 40s. I'm not going to say mm. her name. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you never mentioned of a woman's age, but <laughs> I didn't really say her name, so it's fine. There the you go. thing is, is that, can you imagine, like, 12 years? Oh, sorry, like for 40 years of your life, you live in a different culture. Like how you are supposed to eat, how you're supposed to greet somebody. Those yeah. are two very, very different things, you know. Yeah. In fact, a certain gesture, which in one one country, in mm -hmm. one continent could be good things, in another could be something that is insensitive. So yep. 12, 
12 countries, that's already a confusion. I mean, on average, I know that there are people who are still in four, six. Even then, it's still something that is confusing in a sense. Yeah. And this profile has actually grown because now third culture kit has been put under the umbrella of something called the cross culture kits. So there will okay. be kids who are biracial. Yeah. So maybe they're an American dad or an Asian mom or, well, many kinds of portfolios. I mean, in fact, in your own home country, you could be a domestic TCK. What I mean by that is, let's say you grow up in maybe Philadelphia and then when you are like maybe around 16 maybe or when you are really really young then you are moved to New York City or even to Los Angeles these are two vastly different worlds of their yeah. own so this is something that I want to be people to actually realize it's because it's not an extended vacation people have to change who they are what they believe in their perspective their beliefs and then suddenly they are in a new place whereby they are considered like an alien in a sense which right. at a young age people can't really handle that well enough right. and even as an adult we have we have issues with that mm -hmm. so can you imagine if there are kids with it so that is the main purpose of my own podcast global citizens what got you started and how long have you been doing that now all right so in terms of promoting this intercultural thing, by now it's my second year? Second? Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Third year. Third year. All third right. year. But for my podcast itself, it's two years. So what got me started is this. So when I came back, I have a lot of, I have a lot of culture shock when I came home. Okay. See, Singapore, as I mentioned, is a melting pot of culture and right. because it is considered an international hub, like in a sense, people around the world regard Singapore as like the de facto leader of Southeast Asia, it's the standard bearer. So every single system there is optimum efficiency. It's always right. spot on, it's always running. So when you came back to Indonesia, which it's still a developing country. Right. It became a two very completely different kind of life. For sure. Uh, let me tell you guys one funny story. So, my first ever go go car ride. Go car is something like our Uber. In yeah. a sense, it's built in our own home country here. So, my first ever go car ride. The driver, within the first five minutes, or I think it was five minutes, but. You know how like when in a situation whereby life passes you by kind of thing? Yeah. Then within the first five minutes, the guy can ask me, hi, how are you? Where do you live? Are you married? Have you eaten? Five minutes. I'll just let that sing in with you for me. <laughs> five minutes. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to send a bride to my house? <laughs> I mean, come on, man, even my mom doesn't ask me this kind of question. And even if she does, she has the right to do that. But I, yeah, I don't, I'm like, what? And at that time, I didn't respond to it uh, properly. I, right. I kind of behave poorly in a sense because that was my first time doing it, writing it. And I'm like, mm. I was tired and I'm like, huh? Oh, but for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Then I kind of like 
can you please don't talk to me in the sense it was a little bit rude i'm i apologize if the guy watches this but <laughs> yeah i'm really sorry about that but it really was a big culture shock to me at that time mm. and it wasn't the only source of culture shock issue so my last employment when i was in singapore i was working with a british with a british man okay so The thing with them is that now don't get me mistaken they are amazing people <laughs> and well they are really fun to have when you are in a bar oh, however oh, yeah. yeah they're really fun but the thing is is that working with them can be a giant pain in the in the neck the thing is is because you don't know whether the thing is they have such a dry sense of humor they can be sarcastic yes. so it's like you'll be thinking Are you gonna fire me, or are you joking with me? Are you praising me, which is a very rare case? So I'm like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Right. So, yeah, that did not work out well. So, <laughs> at that time, a lot of stuff, and as I mentioned, I was already handling a cultural shock in my own home because not only I have issues with outside people, I have issues inside the home. It's because my parents grow up. Well, I grew up with uh, most of my time without my parents. So, I mean, well, parents will always regard you as their kids, right? They, right. You can't really change that. So, suddenly is like they they are so used to a certain way maybe raising my sisters mm-hmm. who are expatriates but they grew up in Indonesia with my parents. So, for them is like this is their no this is a way they know how to raise their kids and it has worked. And well, all three of you came in a package, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You guys are siblings, but how come you are different from your siblings? Is like yeah. some things that you are good at, your sisters may not be completely good at. And like for example, driving, I suck at driving. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a terrible driver. I have no denial about that. I'm a terrible driver. But my sisters are prodigies at it. But there are certain things like maybe let's say presentation or. Something to do with a more humanities-based areas. I'm I excelled in that, and my sisters right. aren't. So my dad kind of get confused. Is like, okay, I have two kids. All three of them came from, well, the union between me and my wife. Yeah. And you guys are completely different. So how am I supposed to deal with it? <laughs> and you mean, well, I'm an adult. I'm in my late. I'm in my mid twenties. So everything that I know. has been formed in a certain way mm-hmm. and well I, it's not that i can't change of course but the thing is it's not easy because when you are used to a certain kind of environment and then suddenly when unless well when i'm in that new environment and i got some consequences from it only then okay okay i have to adjust my mindset right but most of the time i survive i'm in one piece nothing wrong so i'm thought okay maybe i thought you just overreact but So there's too many cultural differences that at that time, as I mentioned, yeah. So I started doing intercultural stuff for three years now. So my first year is I actually was writing articles, yeah. Okay. So I use pop culture references and then yeah. I associate it with my own personal life experiences with it. So some of the stuff that I've used is like, for example, the Black Panther storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually reflected how is it feels like about home because that's the main theme of the movie, right? Or I've used the show Inside Out from Pixar, which is the yep. 
about the emotional about the emotional features thingy is like the feeling why you need to understand the importance of sadness so i use that elements and i associate it with my own so the main idea back then was that okay i want to make it i want to make it into an ebook uh the thing is is that once i completed at least around three quarter of the whole thing i was looking at it it's like huh i don't like it the flow doesn't seem to yep. move in the right way so right. okay so um, i was like huh okay what am i gonna do with this and at that time i was flying to singapore anyways for a little break so i'm like okay maybe i'll think about it when i come back now this is where another funny story happened so at that time i was attending a networking event i was waiting for my best friend he was working at that time so i've got few hours to kill and the place is like just two blocks away so okay there's a networking event nearby i'm just gonna attend it first and i can meet him later on it's cool All right so in that event there's actually another kid who's a tck yeah mm-hmm. and he apparently had the same idea with me and well i'm not gonna say he's a bad guy or anything but he's just really outspoken he's loud he's really yeah. loud yeah and at that time there was actually a lady who's an international speaker she's a celebrity author and speaker and she was at that time she just acquired her second bestseller in amazon so okay. that's really impressive right yeah really. and yeah so she was the keynote speaker on that day and when she was she was well people like to call it bragging but i think it's just sharing her experience i mean right yeah she's there because she accomplished something so she has the right to sell it exactly and this guy this guy was like uh how do i get to your level i've written eight books but you have only done two books and you are on stage so i'm like yep. dude you're yep. being really rude to her yeah so that was but the thing is is that it got me thinking huh and if i do the same way as him without much backing without much marketing without much mm. knowledge i might end up like him yeah that thing oh funny enough actually the speaker actually ended up on my show <laughs> so yeah there it, you go yeah yeah she ended up on my show later on but at that time i when i came back to indonesia i actually met a friend he because he is an expatriate he worked in UAE for okay. for a number of years i met him at the time a few days before he was flying off so i showed him my article at the time when he was looking at it it's like you know this thing is only encompasses your experience from singapore to indonesia mm-hmm. what about other countries you know that there's something called the parachute babies there's the military brats you know children yep. who grow up in a military base in other countries like Shaquille oh, yeah. O'Neal, Ray Allen. Yeah, those guys and there's a lot of other portfolios. You're not representing them. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that is true." So I got back to square one. <clears throat> and after that, I actually met a guy called Eric Fong. Uh Eric Fong is actually an international speaker from Singapore. He's a friend of mine. So Uh I actually asked him about it is like how do you get started when you first started doing all of this and he yeah. told me well I used Facebook live at that time when I started doing it and he and I told him but at that time you don't even have 
like much Facebook contacts. So how right. do you get to your level now? Of course, it's not easy. He told me he, it took 10 years for him to get to an international stage. Mm -hmm. So after that, he told me, it's like, don't focus on getting viewers. Mm -hmm. Focus on getting a viewer who understand what you're saying. Right. What benefits from what you're saying. So right. if they hear you, they understand you, and they benefit from it, you've done your job. Yep. So I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's like, wow, that's like kind of like those scenes from the movie. It's so cool. <laughs> so after that, okay, I changed its format. So I mean, it's tiring writing articles to edit it out, to keep researching it again and again. Right. So, okay, why don't I change it to a different style? So, uh, okay, so at that time, primarily, I was just new at the TCT stuff. So, at that time, I still don't know yet the full spectrum of it. So, after a while then, I just started to get the ball rolling by actually inviting a friend that I met when I was in Singapore mm -hmm. at a hostel. So, yeah, I met him, then he happened to be in Jakarta at that time because he was working. So I'm like, hey, you wanna, you wanna come to my show? It was my first ever episode. I was recording it with a crappy laptop and right. with only, I think I spent around like 40 bucks or something just to rent out a co-working space at that time. Yeah. Even though I actually don't even have a space of my own. So, yeah, the first one, it was super dark. It was super <laughs> blurry. So yeah. I'm like, I'm really surprised about it. But to me, it's just, I just need to get the ball rolling. So when that happened, I just keep finding, finding, I just keep finding people. I mean, I wanted to do it via Zoom, but because mm -hmm. it wasn't at that time, I need, because Zoom need to pay, right? For Facebook Live. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, I don't want to do that. So, okay, let's keep, let's just keep trying to do it. And well, well, the story goes. It's, it just gets people to actually have third culture kids, people who have experienced this mm -hmm. life, tell me, it's like, hey, you said something that I actually experienced. Wow, right. hey, this is really interesting. And the portfolio of people has increased. Oh, I've yeah. had six TEDx speaker. I've had the person considered to be the mother of this community, who is also a TEDx speaker, Dr. Ruth Van Reken. Mm -hmm. I've had a guy who actually published a book for William Shatter, uh, Mr. Oh, Ocean Reef. Yeah, there's a, like a lot of people who has experience with many, many celebrities. Right. Then I'm like, wow, okay, this is working. And I also right. have provided the back, I have provided platform for podcasters mm -hmm. and even people who are maybe they're doing something interesting they're digital content creators but the thing is is that just they haven't gotten their big break yet or anything right. so yeah that's that's the portfolio of people i've invited yeah i know so you've been doing yours two to three years you, you said i've been doing i'm coming up on a year Congrats. In, in may i want to say you know, probably like a lot of people around the world, I kind of got into it once COVID kind of shut shit down, <laughs> right? Yeah. You need something to do. But I've been thinking about it for, for a good while. And so I'm coming up on a year. And I remember once I started doing my cultural stuff, because when I first started, I had 
I was not thinking about talking to people from around the world. I was, I, I got started for me. It, it was, you know, like I would listen to podcasts and if they're having a discussion, you know, probably like you, probably anyone who, who listens to podcasts, you wish you could be there to say your piece, like, yes, well, right. this right. But you can't cause they're over the wherever. So I would listen to enough. My wife listens to some. And I just remember texting her at work. I was like, sweetie, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about starting my own podcast. What do you think? And she basically said, yeah, that might be a good idea. Because a lot of times I'd come home and I'd discuss what I heard with her. So it was yep. probably a way for her to get rid of me for a minute. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but so I started it. And if you go listen to, I don't think I started my first cultural till like episode 16. Yeah. So I had a good amount and it was just me like talking about current events or what happened that day, a lot of stuff like that. Right. And then I honestly, I think it was, I was getting like yeah, a podcast block or, you know, a writer's block equivalent for a podcast. Like, what yeah. do I, what do I do for this one? And I don't know if somebody gave me the idea of speaking with other countries, but I just put out through, you know, Facebook podcast guest connection groups and whatnot, anybody yeah. interested. And I was just amazed at the responses I was getting. I like, yeah. you're, you're from over. You want, you want to talk to me? Like I'm nobody like, but Oh, oh hell yeah. Right. So I was excited yeah. just from that. And from there it's grown and I've seen your stuff pop up throughout that. And I remember like looking at, like, like you were saying, you were getting like CEOs and TEDx speakers. And I'm like, this guy's kind of doing similar to what I'm doing, but he's got like big name folk. He's got big name people. I'm like, I ain't on this man's level yet. Like, let me just stick around. I watched a few and I was like, this, this guy's on a whole other level. And then you, like you reached out to me, I think the first time I was like, oh, I know this guy. I know this guy. I've watched him, you know? So that, that kind of excited me a good bit. But it's, it's weird when you start off one way and then you find something else that just makes everything worth it, you know? Yeah. Cause I know there have been times when I've been doing episodes or whatnot and I'm like, uh, like why, why do, or like if I'm taking a break, especially if I'm taking a break and I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Like I could spend more time with my family and, and probably do better at work more than likely be a little bit more productive. I'm sure. Um, but then sometimes like I'll have an episode and I'll get done with it. And I was like, that shit was fun. Yeah. That you, you would learn something new or what, whatever the case is. I'm like that, that right there. That's why I'm gonna keep doing this regardless. And I mean, my, my wife supports me. So <laughs> that, that's all I need right there in the end. And for me, it's just, I'm just having fun. Like I like to talk to people from all over the place. I, I get, you know, it's not a thing for everybody some people like to stay stuck in their ways and not branch out that's not me and if that's not what you're into cool don't watch my show i don't give a shit <laughs> i do this shit for me man um but so you're in indonesia what is when, when you first moved or sw swapped over to singapore what was the yeah. biggest because like you said indonesia even when i was i looked at a few things for about an hour and Indonesia definitely does seem 
like it's growing is you got a lot of uh, religious temples all over the place. Oh. One is yep. a, I didn't know it was that big. Like it's like 17,000 plus islands all into yeah. technically one nation. You have a shit ton of coastlines and all, a lot of shit. And then you go to Singapore and it's like you were just saying, it's more modernized. It's growing very, very rapidly. Yep. Um, so what was that, that, that big, like, oh shit what the hell moment you know yeah uh i actually said this in another podcast before so uh see in singapore like from your primary to secondary school i mean it's like from your elementary to in a sense the equivalent is the middle school okay and well because our middle school is like a combination of like two years after the, the next two years is our high school in a sense uh because we have two, we have a, something called the streaming system. If I if I explain that, I'll need another episode. But <laughs> that's another time. Gotcha. But the thing is, is that yeah. So at that time, when what I didn't know is that we have something called morning assembly. So in Indonesia back then, I already mentioned there's a term called domestic TCK. So I actually went to an international school when I was a kid. Okay. So yeah, in Indonesia. So well, my school itself is named after Mahatma Gandhi right. in Indonesia. So we do have assembly, but it's at a really it's like a very different rare times, mm-hmm. I guess. So when I actually came to Singapore for the first time, I didn't know that there's something called morning assembly. So I was like. What am I doing here? I'm lost. I'm, uh, I didn't know that my classmates were putting on a pack on like outside of the classroom. So right. I didn't even know where my classroom was at that time. So yeah. that's one, but that's a minor thing. So I actually noticed like when I came into the classroom for the very first time because I was the new kid. And the thing is, is that I was two years older than my classmate by mm-hmm. right is because at that time, uh they want i want to take chinese language from my mother tongue yeah. yeah we have to study a second language in singapore so at that time well yeah you are the new kid and well you're older than people i guess because you can see that all of them are, look like a bunch of kiddies and well <laughs> after a while then i found out that actually there are some of them who is even older than me or mm-hmm. same age as me or maybe just a year younger than me so they still look look like me but i didn't know it at that right. time. <clears throat> so at that time, uh, because the only thing that I actually managed to get to see is everybody's name because they have the class list right. Right, that I actually get because I was sitting at the back. I was the new kid, right? So I need to put my name. So I thought, huh, all of this name does not sound like an Indonesian name at all. <laughs> they all look Chinese. So right. therefore, my first, my when I first introduced myself to my classmates, I call myself based on my Chinese name that I know, uh, right. which is Huang. In Mandarin, it means yellow. So yeah, that's my family name, but it's not in my birth certificate. It's not in my right. legal name or anything. But I know it's my name because it's given by my grandpa. But I'm like, okay, I feel already out of place with yeah. all the people here, and well, at the time living in Indonesia my my influence from foreign countries is like watching those old cartoon shows from like cartoon network nickelodeon yeah. and stuff so i'm like okay first off i already noticed my house the place that i live doesn't look like a cul-de-sac so 
I'm like, where am I? And then Nitty right one. there. Yeah. So and then I'm like, okay. Uh, my name looks so out of place compared to everyone. So I laughed to them. It's like, oh, my name is Calvin Huang. When I'm, it's actually my legal name. It's yeah. right, but it's just that at that time I just want to find a way to fit in with right. people and. I haven't got to talk with anybody, and I found out later on that like most of them are younger than me. So I'm like, okay, I'm already really demoralized about it. I'm already very worried about it. So okay, I need to find a way something to make it seem like I'm not such an alien. And right. well, I mean, you look at my surname. It's like, oh crap! It's it's actually like in Indonesia, it's the equivalent of Smith or Lee. But the thing okay. is, is that well, it's not it's not common there. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. huh? How do I get along? How do I smoothen the process at that time? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just come up with my Chinese name, which is not in my birth certificate, and my legal name and my registration name. And my teacher at that time was like, hmm. She was looking at me and like, huh? Okay, <laughs> this is Calvin Huang, but I think she's like, yeah, you know, I know your name, bro. Right, so, I got I got a paper right here. It's not there. <laughs> yeah, it's not there. So yeah, she just introduced me that way. But like after a certain period of time, it's like okay, I managed to get along with the people there. So mm-hmm. you know what? Okay, I'll just tell them what's my surname. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fun first ever challenge in the new oh, yeah. country. I would definitely imagine as a kid. For sure, moving to a new country, you know, a new a new school's one thing, a whole new yeah. country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because as a kid, yeah, you you want to feel accepted. You you want friends. You want to be liked yeah. and everything. And again, moving to a new school is one thing, a whole different country. That's yeah. a whole whole different thing. Yes. So so then, what like do you know Mandarin at this point now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can speak as well. Um, let's say, uh, well, if I speak to somebody who is a native Mandarin speaker, right. they will ever say, "Oh, your Chinese is really good." Yeah. And after such a long conversation, I'll yeah, be like, yeah. "Oh, look at the time." <laughs> yeah. But in a sense, I I'm able to converse with it a lot better now. But mm-hmm. the reason being is because when. Since I'm back in Singapore, in Indonesia for two years, well, we've been working with my dad's client who is from China, my investor from China. So mm-hmm. I have to translate documents in Mandarin. So therefore, yeah, I need to learn how to improve it. Right. And well, thank goodness for something called Google Translate and all kinds of software that doesn't require right. me to check everything word by word to practice my Mandarin because I can just okay, go ahead and. Yep. 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 Yeah, I mean, once it's out, I can check it, and okay, yeah, it's fine. As long as what I write fits exactly that, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I got you. Because the reason I ask is I know looking into both countries, like any country, you know, yeah. you got a, a lot of different languages, a lot of different religions. Um, very clearly, you speak English. Yeah. Are there any other languages besides? English and Mandarin that you know as well. Was it just those? Bahasa Indonesia, <laughs> Bahasa Indonesia, Indonesian. Yeah, I, I'm Indonesian, so yeah, right. I kind of need to know how to speak it. And here's the funny part: 
I speak English a lot better than I speak Bahasa. Okay. Indonesia. And here's the thing, like, uh, so with my dad, I speak Bahasa. My I speak Indonesian, and mm-hmm. sometimes I converse in Mandarin if I need to. Yeah. Uh, with my mom, I speak Indonesian. With my sisters, I have two of them. I speak English. Right. Uh, once in a while, I may refer back to any of my other languages, but I'm much more comfortable speaking English. So, yeah, that's kind of like what happened when you transition. And yeah, because when I think in my teenage years back then, my sisters was go doing was going for their master's degrees and stuff, and they're doing it in Singapore. So of course, I was living with them, and we actually have housemates. So they were always wondering, is like, why do you guys always speak in English? You guys are all Indonesians. Why can't you right. speak in English? Actually, it's not us. It's only him. It's because <laughs> he is not comfortable speaking, speaking his own Indonesian. So right. therefore, you have to use English, yeah. and well, it actually gets the information a lot faster than when he's using other languages. So okay, let's just use that. It's not. It's not a bad thing. I mean, we practice it in India, so yeah. Yeah, because yeah, me, I don't know any other languages, especially not proficient. Like, if I hear certain words yeah. of Spanish, I'll understand it. German, I understand. I actually have a friend from Malaysia who I gotta get up with him at some point this month to go to my Mandarin lesson part two. Part two. Wow. Congrats. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying because there's. Before it used to be like five languages, additional languages I wanted to learn: Mandarin, Japanese, Spanish, uh, German, and Russian. Right? Those were the five additional languages I wanted to learn. Since I started my my podcast, I've done a lot of interviews with people from India, and over in India. I saw. Lot- I saw it. I think the fellow is named Ish, right? Ishtak. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ishtak. I like him. He's cool shit. <laughs> so a, a lot of them over there, you know, speak Hindi, and it's it's yeah. the second most spoken language in the in the world, actually. So I was like, yep. "Well, shit! Like, I would love to go to India one day. Might as well try and pick up before. that one too." Really? I've been there before. It's a lovely country, lovely yeah. country. But uh, well, I think you you may be you won't have issue with this. But I grew up in tropical countries my entire okay. life, and when I was in India, I went. I was in. Uh, Jaisalmer, Rajasthan. I think it was at the southern India. Mm-hmm. So it was in around November or December at that time. It was so the climate is in the morning. It will be like it will be warm, but it's right. not going to be humid. So it's still relaxing. But at night, it's freezing. It's yeah. freezing, and it's in the desert. So <laughs> that's the first time I actually entered a cold climate, and well. As, even at now, as an adult, I hate, I hate cold climate. I really hope that if somehow I manage to move to a new country, it's not a cold climate. I can't stand it. I hate it. I'm, I'm with fact, you there. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, like majority of the time, I wear a face mask. I think right. it's kind of like for shadows nowadays, since yeah, we can't go out without a face mask, right? So yeah, majority of the time when I was in India, I since. I didn't know what a lip balm was at that time. I didn't buy it, so oh, my lip was busted badly. Yeah, yeah. and ever since then, uh, I need to remember to 
wear something to cover my mouth. And when I was in South Korea for a holiday at that okay. time, yeah, I actually wear like uh, a mask that like elongated all the way down to my neck, so yeah, it kind of looked like a sweater. Yeah, yeah. so I'm here like called Gator Necks. Yeah, I think it's like one of the characters in South Park. I can't remember what's his name. He always covers his whole body with. Yeah, I think it was Kenny. Yeah, it's Kenny. Yeah, he always covered his whole body with that. So I kind of look like that most of the time. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so in so you're in Indonesia. When, do you know about when you'll be able to go back to Singapore? Uh, not yet, Mike. Not yet, brother. The thing is, is like, uh, we we are in an uncertain times nowadays. Right. I mean, what you're doing now is in fact really amazing in its own right. You see, the thing is, is that, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate with right. pandemic, yeah. I mean, it's really unfortunate. But if we look at a certain silver lining to it is that, well, now people are forced to accept that the digital world is existed. Right. Definitely. And this is the way to go. And it also now opened up a whole kind of new unique opportunities to actually connect, to network, to actually interact, or even in fact, if you are by luck, you make a bit, you make a business deal with mm -hmm. people from overseas. But to do that, you realize that there's a different kind of customs than what you are used to. Like, well, I mean, you yourself notice it, right? It's like, oh my God, there's like way different things that when I'm talking oh, yeah. to different kind of people. So this is something that everybody got curious about. Everybody want to, everybody need to learn this. It's well, you can still stick with your comfort zone. It's up to you. But the thing is, is that <clears throat> the reality of the world because of the pandemic, it's evolving, it's growing. Right. So you need to know that there's a different kind of cultures and well, if you don't adapt to it, mm. you may succumb to it. I mean, I, when I last year, when I was doing an MCing for an organization that actually promotes business between Indonesia and Singapore, mm. the, one of the keynote speaker actually told me, you know, I've actually met a guy who will say he'd rather die than adapt his business online, which really? I'm like, whoa, well, you can keep doing that. And why I mentioned this is pertaining to your question is like, how, when do you, you know when I can come back to Singapore? Because we don't know. We don't have the yeah, specific yeah. timeline for this. There's, I mean, it's reported worldwide nowadays that there's vaccine coming in. But the thing mm -hmm. is, is that we, it's not even tested. We don't know how about it. We don't know the circumstances mm. of it, how it will affect people. Right. So yeah, this is this became something that became a point of issue to think about. Let's say we can put it here. But the thing is, is that we I don't know about when can I travel, and therefore you have to learn to Definitely. create a new kind. You need to adapt to a new kind of environment, and well, online is the safest way to do it. Yeah, I know. Thankfully, at least on my end, me and my wife. Well, my wife works at a hospital, so she's been oh lucky enough to to keep her job. Um, I work at uh, a at a plant, so I'm lucky enough to keep my job as well. Uh, please let me. Uh, please allow me to say thank you to your wife. Working in a hospital, <laughs> she's the first frontliner. So thank you so much. For 
Yeah, she she actually got her vaccine two days ago. I want to oh, say okay. either yesterday or two days ago. Oh, um, so I'm just, I'm just waiting for her like to grow a third arm or some shit, you know? Oh my god! <laughs> Wait huh. on you know a third arm or you know an extra nipple? Who knows? <laughs> okay, uh, we might need to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> my show, I do what the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's um, true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I, it, it definitely <laughs> is. It's one of those things, you know, because you got, and it's, it has to be a thing all over the, all over the world, Indonesia, Singapore, wherever you're at, you got those like mom and pop shops that for no fault of yeah. their own, yeah. might not ever come back, you yeah. know, and, and that's, that's, that's the hard stuff. That's the hard stuff too, because it's not their fault, man. It's not their fault at all. Your whole life savings gone because of some shit that's out of your control. Yeah. That's the yeah. hardest takeaway out of everything. But just like you said, a lot of like the big companies, especially like marketing or probably even banking and whatnot, they're realizing that, hey, you know, I could just send these people home, give them a decent laptop, camera, whatever you, you know they need, and they can do it all from home, you know. And so far, I've seen a few uh, articles come out few studies that show that production is actually up in a lot of those sectors because they're doing it from home on their own time yada yada not the stress of you know their boss breathing down their neck you know for those TPS reports or, yeah. or what have you um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that world that industry continues uh, as the future goes but I want we've been kind of getting off of like more just cultural shit so no probably worries, I, no I, I, I could probably say I'd like to have you on a second time to be more <laughs> in-depth of all that. Yeah. I but, think so, you know even a lot more than me, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> the last time I need to go through my computer to look for anything related to the culture of Indonesia and Singapore as well when I was in elementary school and in right. my school project. And that's barely an hour into it, but... Yeah, I mean, that's the fun part about it. See, the thing is, is like, well, you and I can connect here now. Mm -hmm. And it's not, we and well, I've never grown, I've, you're in North Carolina, yeah? So, South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina, my bad, my bad. So, yeah, I mean, I've never been to South Carolina. I've never even been to the US. But the mm -hmm. thing is, is here, here we are talking. We can even, we may not even grow up with the same kind of lifestyle, but what does it matter? And Dude, the that is, right there. Yes, that right there. I've said it probably on four or five other shows now. That ever since I started this, no matter what, at the end of it, I always come to find out when like, I think of that episode and, and how to encompass it all. Is literally, person can be like, you're, you're pretty much on the opposite side of the planet from me. Yep. pretty much 100% opposite side of the planet from me. You had a drastically different upbringing than I did. Everyone else I've spoken to, different upbringing than I have. But yet you still, there's always some sort of similarities you can find between everybody, no matter religion, upbringing, language, rich, poor, doesn't matter. 
Yeah. It's always a similarity somewhere that you can find and connect with, with anybody. And that's some of the coolest fucking shit ever. I don't care. That's some cool shit. Yeah, man. I mean, and all of it can't happen without technology. I mean, okay, this is an interesting thing. So, uh, last year, I have a group of young girls who are doing some research projects on the, I think, on traditions in Singapore. Is it lost because of technology? So, I mean, I've already, at that time, I just completed one interview for the day. Apparently, they were watching the interview. So, uh, is there any way that we actually can talk to you about it? So, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to talk about it. And they asked me, do you think that technology affected affected cultures and tradition? I'm like, no, it's not. Technology is just machined. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. It's just existed. Okay, you can say something like, okay, there's the rise of artificial intelligence or anything of that. But we are not at the point whereby they became like what we see in Terminator, right? right. We're not yet there. It's still, it's still, uh, it's still just available through laptops or any kind of any kind of gadgets like your phone. Right. And well, they are just a device that access it. And why those girls actually said that to me is because because we've been seeing that there's such negativity online. Well, it's not up to the laptop. It's not up to the program. It's, yeah. it's not up to the system. It's the people. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's the people themselves. Right. These machines does not do anything unless we are giving it command. And yep. well, if we are, it's not up to the machine. It's up to us. As the people, yep. if we are, if we approach it in a positive note, of course it will come mm-hmm. up positively. This is actually something that a lot of people may not know. In that, with technological stuff, is that it enhances your feeling. If you approach something, let's say you want to, you are when in your mind, you already have in mind. Let's say I want to sell something. I want to make sure I get your money in my pocket in order to me to make a profit. People can smell it on. <laughs> just by using even because it's on a device because it enhances your reaction hmm. so this is something that people need to take note of and well uh, earlier we mentioned is that backgrounds does not affect us hmm. i've had a lot of interesting people on my show i've had one of the guests that i am most proudest of is miss kathy johnson She's the president of Asia Professional Speaker Singapore. Uh, that was an organization I really idolized and I got her before on my show. She grew up in North Carolina and Chicago and she told me about her experience with racism itself right. and that was an episode that was really emotional to me because, mm-hmm. well, there are certain things that has helped. Uh, let's say for one more thing though. Uh, Recently, there's something called the calling out culture. I think it's the PC culture. Is that is that? A uh, thing? that the- I've heard. I I've heard the call out culture. I'm more familiar with cancel culture, but I think they're oh. kind of similar. Ah, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. I yeah. think but, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is that there's it actually highlighted a lot of things in around the world that actually 
is actually the same as the kind of entertainment you have, like the kind of programming or the kind of stuff that you may have within your own culture. Mm-hmm. And well, technology highlighted that because the thing is, is this, uh, let's say with stereotypes, yeah. Uh, one of the thing that as a kid, that as a kid, I don't really bother about it, I guess, but that's because I grew up Mostly in Indonesia, I grew up in a loving, in a loving, supportive, well, mm. decent home. And right. in Singapore, I'm a Chinese Indonesian, so well, I'm considered a majority there. <clears throat> But I've never been in a situation whereby I'm considered the minority. Right. And this is something that after you realize it, it's like, huh. So this highlighted something interesting to me is that why is every single Asian man that I see in a cinema is either a mathematical nerd, somehow everybody knows Kung Fu, which we all don't, by the way, we don't know Kung Fu, <laughs> all of us at least. And somehow, some way, is like the representation has been completed by having an Indonesian, like having an Asian woman in a skimpy attire as the love interest. So this is something I keep asking. Why is it has to be this way? Or even if we have something other than Kung Fu, it somehow have some dragon, mystic, legend, power or something. <laughs> I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? We don't all have this kind of stuff, guys. Right. And the thing is, is that why can't you make it like, I don't know, a cool stereotype? I mean, you can do it like what you did with Pat Morita and Mr. Miyagi. That right. is cool. Yeah, yeah. Like showing an Asian can be a nurturing figure. That's cool. Why can't you right. do that? That's the thing. And with regards to this kind of cancel culture, is like online has provided a platform for people to voice it out. Guys, this is not how our race looks like. It's not yeah. the right thing. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff nowadays which is which is doing this in a right way. I guess if you want to call it, it's like, right. we don't want to sh- like, okay, like, I don't know, maybe comic book characters. I've been seeing a lot of funny trends whereby notable superheroes are changed to a certain ethnic group. We don't want right. that. Yeah. We don't want that. I mean, we grow up loving these guys too. We grow up watching them, maybe in our own dub language, but we right. don't like that. Maybe some of them do, but to me, I personally don't. To me, yeah. I want to see these guys stay the way they are. Maybe you adapt it. I mean, nowadays there's a lot of reboots and stuff. But we want them, we want to see ourselves being treated as equally. Maybe a certain level of prominence too. Not to replace these guys. That's, yeah. not, that's not what we would have wanted. Yeah, not only that, when we, speaking of the comic book uh, industry yeah. that's kind of doing that, a lot more at times it's forced like it's yeah. not genuine like you yeah. know you're pandering to a certain group of people for whatever reason like that's not a genuine reason to swap exactly out, you know and and that's that's it just comes off fake and like uh like no like if you if it's happened like with a few characters in the books back in the day like obviously we have Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that's and everything like that. That was done beautifully. That was done really well, and it's cool shit. Everybody loves that character. But then yeah. there are other characters. It's like don't no. Like you're 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 doing that just just to make a, a group happy, 
or because you got the social warrior stuff going on you want to make those people that's fake though like you don't genuinely mean that you know exactly that's that pandering shit that's just yeah it's not good but to to go back to also sorry to what you were saying about you know the machines and everything it's not like the computer giving you you know horrible news and whatnot it's what you put into it that's true as shit because I know if you watch that the red ish episode with me and ish you know at the end of it we we talked about like if you if you're feeling down or some shit you can look up fucking puppies and and cats all day long funny videos and that's all it's going to show you because that's what you want to put in but if you look up like what's happening in the Capitol building today or what's happening in some, you know, where a war is happening today. That's what you're going to see. And if of you course. continue to look into that, it's going to show you stuff that's similar. But if all you do is look up cat videos and puppies and, you know, little cute baby videos and you just do that for a while, that's all you're going to see is a whole bunch of cute shit and baby stuff. And hell, cute shit's fun as hell. Like, yeah, if, if I'm feeling down for whatever reason, or like I'll send my wife like a cat video. It's like, oh, it's okay, cat. You know? Yeah. It's fun sometimes, but it's just like you said. It's all what the individual puts out. It's not right. like oh, Facebook is just spreading hate. Like no, you're looking for it. You're you're looking for that shit. That's what that is. It's all you. You can stop yeah. it if you want. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's the thing. Technology is just a device guys it's not controlling your life it's not okay maybe there's a certain people like to say there's a conspiracy oh you know facebook is taking your data yet they do that for marketing to send advertisement because yeah yeah, in the end of the day because you look for those stuff not only that not only that what the fuck does facebook care about john smith you know his his data yeah. like in you know his his home living alone eating ramen the f- facebook don't give a shit about you and your like, actual fucking personal data nobody exactly. nobody gives a fuck what what, what 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 you got ain't nothing you eating ramen every day shut up <laughs> uh just a note, we have no issues against ramen i love eating ramen <laughs> oh my son loves it my son loves ramen Oh, that's good, man. That's good. But I, I know for, for me, for sure, whenever the world comes down and we're able to fly and travel and whatnot, I love, with all these countries I've spoken to now, like 30 plus countries altogether, I would love to be able to travel to these places, like travel to Singapore, Indonesia, whichever one you're at at the time, and have you yep. take me around the city because I was looking at some of like the temples in, in Indonesia, some of the Buddhists. You have the world's biggest Buddhist yeah. temple in Indonesia. And that shit is, that looks amazing. And then in yeah, Singapore, you have, say that again? I think it's Changi Borobudur. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it sounds it's right. Okay. <laughs> um, but a lot, there's a lot of temples over there that I would love to see because I like that ancient like architecture and temples and whatnot and indonesia yeah. has a crap ton of them and singapore you know you have you have that one like three building but it has that thing on top oh uh marina bay sense 
Say what? Yeah. Marina Bay Sands. Is it like the two tower with a yeah. ship looking yeah. thing yeah. on top? Yeah. 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 It says Marina Bay Sands. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there like around six, seven times in my life in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. I've never entered it actually. It's too expensive. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's expensive, but yeah, I'm taking photos there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like in Indonesia, you have that gateway to heaven. Right? Yeah, that it's pillar. in Bali. Yeah, I yeah. have a friend who took a picture there, and oh man, it looks so good. And yeah. like with India, I've spoken with every country. Like I'm talking to all these people and seeing all these, you know, beautiful buildings that have been built and and cool little museums. A lot of them have like really weird, funky museums and stuff like that. And I'm like. Looking at them through a laptop screen is cool. It looks gorgeous. It looks amazing. You can watch videos, and it sounds cool, like rainforests and the animals and whatnot. But I want to feel it. You yeah. know, I want to be there in person, smell the air, the different air. You know, yeah. and just just experience that all all around me. So hopefully. I, I need 2021. If you're listening and like you're able to pay attention to me this year of 2021, whatever this is, get better. I want to travel. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go places, man. I want to go visit Calvin in Singapore or Indonesia, wherever he's at, and and visit like the food, eat the food, and and, and see the the Buddhist temple that he said that I'm not an attempt to butcher that name. <laughs> my not happening I, I i need i need i need to do that you know talking is one thing i need to step foot in these other countries one day that that's my long-term plan for this show like yeah. if i ever get to where i am monetized at some point or sponsors it would be cool to finally like do an on the ground episode with somebody have them walk me through it and, and just explore it in person with a family and everything that's the plan that's like the future long-term yeah, goal that's the dream man right I mean, that's that the is dream, man. man like they have to get paid to travel <laughs> that's exactly the dream, man. american airlines if you're watching you want to sponsor me <laughs> <laughs> um what about so so for you what is your long-term goal do you have a long-term goal for your show right. for your podcast when i first started doing it i want to be an international speaker yeah right. i want to get paid to be on right. stage all around the world to actually promote whatever things at that time mm -hmm. so at that time when i was started doing it is because the two things i saw was that people talk about sales or motivation mm -hmm. and i was in sales but i don't think i did as well as people would have wanted in order to be able to sell yeah. and well i don't have time to motivate your ass <laughs> i myself have so much i have too much shit on my own i have i grew up with my own identity crisis dude oh i love that <laughs> answer though love i got time answer. to motivate you you want to get motivated motivate your own ass look at a cat poster hanging on to it and says yeah hang on there yes. motivate your own ass <laughs> That's the thing. I can't motivate people because I'm like, why? Do I ain't got time to motivate you. I grew up not even having understand myself. So 
Yeah, that's not. <laughs> so at that time, like I mentioned in the earlier when we first started, is because, well, I want to be able to deliver something that people who are watching the who are watching it really actually get get the message. It's like you don't like there's this story about a lot of you that how it actually makes you into who you are earlier you mentioned about like uh seeing some cultures right in different places these cultures for actually form who we are right. that's the thing like for example if you grow up understanding about loyalty as the utmost in a certain mm-hmm. is a certain civilization that became your own core maybe right. Maybe as you grow older, it, it there's a certain different fluidity. I mean, we grow up, yeah. But right. the thing is, is that it doesn't change. That's who it as it is going to be ingrained in right. who you are. And that's the thing is because, like growing up within cultures, a lot of people got confused because a certain culture may not be accepted in their own household. Because, like for example, I mean, if you have Uh, Asian American friends, you will notice is that a lot of them will when they when you, they hear about how your how your background is at home and what is happening at home. There's a show called Fresh Off the Boat. At that time, I yeah. didn't know it was really true or not, but it's like when the main character, which is based on an actual person, Eddie Huang, was saying about I want mm-hmm. uh, an American lunch food, and what is happening at home is this being treated. The food is like packet with rice and stuff. That's that's actually not far off. Yeah, that's what I ate growing right. up in Indonesia at that time, and in Singapore at that time. At least I got allowance, so I get to eat canteen food. But it's at least I've seen people who actually bring their own home lunch, and it just looks that way. Right. So different culture and how you. I mean. Whether you're six, sixteen, or sixty, you always want to adapt. You always want to, you always want to make friends. You always want to be a part of something. You always look right. for it. And the thing is, is that when you grow up in different cultures, it makes it hard for you to be accepted hmm. by some people within that culture. Or they even has a funny stuff whereby the people may look like you, but they may not be able to bond with you. So. Right. That was actually the main intention when I created my podcast. I want you to be able to hear your stories and how it has. And well, uh, I mean, this is something that I can do at the later on. Is because the profiles of my guests has is different in their own rights. Have they have their they are successful in their own rights right. that to be able that they are able to tell you that. I grow up with this thing, and I succeed. And right. you can do to it. Uh, I've had Miss Lisa Klein. Lisa, grew, Lisa was a single mom at her twen- in when she was, I think she was 27 at that time. And she, her, she, and she started a business from home, making bow clips. Uh, sorry, hair clips for babies. Yeah. And now she's running a tech industry. She's a sought-after business guru in Singapore. Right. She travels like I think around 32 countries by now. 
to Damn. teach in, in, in notable universities. Yeah. And her second husband is, uh, is a German hmm. and her kids are biracial, which is, um, which is Singaporeans, Malay and Australian. So hmm. that created a whole new kind yeah. of unique culture. And the thing is, is that that is in a sense when she, when I had her on my show, she told me, this is the legacy I want my kids to, I want people, I hope people can see. Right. It's because, well, not only, now people can see that people within my shoes, you are not, it's not the end for you. You still right. have, there's still, there's still stories about it. I've had Tony Pietra Arjuna. Tony is actually an award-winning director in Malaysia. He okay. said that he grew up in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Boston. And that actually is actually what inspired his own movie making career. It's mm -hmm. because his recent movie Shadow Play is based on this issue of looking for identity. Because everywhere in the world, there's a certain stories that actually could be related to your story and it could be translated to a different kind of medium. Oh, yeah. Never thought that it's possible. There's so many things. Uh, the late Kobe Bryant, uh, mm -hmm. God bless his soul. Kobe is a third culture kid. He grew up in Rieti, Italy. And mm -hmm. his sense of exclusion is what created what we NBA fans sees as the mama mentality. Mm -hmm. Is because he grew up being an outsider. That's that actually created something that's unique on its own right. No, yeah, definitely true. I know me for one, I'm 30 now. I haven't traveled outside of the country, but again, that's the plan. And yep. now that I have a son of my own, I want him to be able to experience every, yep. everything I can give to him. You know, like That's if we, we take trips, I want him to see that one, be proud of who you are. Yes. Always. But also never forget that there's more than just you out there. Exactly. That, that, exactly. that right there. Cause that, at least from my point of view here in the States, we have a lot of, a lot of that going on where it's the America. Let's, let's be honest. There's more than just America out there. Like you can't, yeah, you can be upset about whatever and all that kind of shit. I understand. Be proud of your people, your country. I was in the army. I, I fought for this country a little bit. I mean, I didn't go overseas or anything, but I love my country. I, yeah. But at the same time, I understand that my country's kind of messed up right now. I'm able to realize that. I'm able to put that on notice and be like, yo, w w we have the ability to be great, but we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do because it's more than just us out there. You know, if, if, if we falter, what the hell is the world going to look like? You know, and, and even if we get back on top, it doesn't, that still doesn't mean we're the center of attention. You know, yeah. there's no reason for us to be everywhere all the time. Like there are other countries out there that let, let them do their thing, man. Like visit and ha have a good time, but don't be so self-centered all the time. A lot of people that are just incredibly self-centered that aren't able to look at the bigger picture and be proud of yourself. hundred percent. Take pride in what you do. If you like that lady, if, if you wrote a book, you know, and it's an Amazon bestseller. Shout that shit at the rooftops, man. You hey, fucking wrote a book that's a, that's hell yeah. 
Like I, I had an interview with a lady from Denmark who, you know, their culture over there in Scandinavian countries is kind of some they have they have it's like the Junton laws. I'm probably saying it that wrong. But basically okay. it's it's like if you do something that you're proud of, you're not allowed to say, Hey, look what I did. You have to have other people acknowledge it. Like, look at what she did, look at what she, or he did. But if you do it, it's it's looked down upon. I'm like, fuck that. Like I'm from the most prideful country probably in the planet. Sometimes for ignorant reasons. Like we are very prideful people over here. And so if you were to tell somebody, no, just because you did it don't mean you get to be proud of it. Fuck you. I did this shit, bitch. This is mine. You know, I'm I'm a shot that shot and do it. Do it. But also realize it's not just you. There's more than just you out there. There's more than just even your people out there, your family out there. Focus on yourself and your friends and your family, definitely. But never forget that it's not just you. There are other people out here in the world. Yeah, there's always two sides of a certain coin. Like you can mm-hmm. point, if you can point it out. The thing is, is this. <clears throat> uh, I've had an experience before when I was eating in Indonesia at that time. So, in Indonesia, one of its best quality is in a sense it's a double edge. It's because most of the people, at least the local Indonesian born, grow up in a rural area. So the people are very, very closely knit. They are very right. good people. <clears throat> but when they enter the, when they enter a metropolitan city, in a city area, well, this kind of closeness you need to understand the difference between professionalism and when you are in a personal relationship, right? Right. So there was once that I was actually having a dinner here. So a friend of mine came, one of them is from Bali. And the other one is actually, uh, she grew up overseas. I think it's Germany, if I recall correctly. So there was once when we were, when we were eating, right? So we asked for the order and it took like around five minutes for my my food and the german born lady's food to come so okay that's good right right but the other fella took him around 30 minutes and his food has not yet arrived so we asked hey uh where's my friend's food we've waited for a while all our food has come they actually check it and they say oh apparently there's no stock for this particular food that you order. And yeah. And they came up with something in the end, but it's not really well done. I mean, I think it was a beef shank that was ordered mm-hmm. and the beef was frozen. Mm-hmm. It's frozen. It's right. something that will make Gordon Ramsay go crazy. <laughs> so I mean my friend is from Bali, so he's local, but even Bali has its own culture. Because Bali is, Bali is a lot more integrated with an expat community, so they kind of know a certain level of standards, I guess. Right. And in Jakarta, it's not because people tend to not understand that you can't bring an internet, inter, knitting kind of lifestyle that because of your closeness, inter, with your own people, with a customer. 
and my friend was of course he was he has been on a conference for one whole day and he has not eaten so can you imagine mm. he already feels like crap and right. he got a crappy service now why i mentioned this is because this is an area of culture that is universal is that food is a uh, food is how people see your standard right how uh, the impression of a country now if my friend is about is about nice <clears throat> and he can even say man i'm disappointed can you imagine if he's somebody from another country uh maybe in france whereby the service is always up to standard right and then he this is his impression of your country and then he'll be like man i'm disappointed so that is a bad image on your first country. impressions are everything yeah exactly mm. so this is a cult food actually is something that's unique is because it unites it unites culture because mm. different ways of eating what you eat what is presented on the table in fact there's actually studies whereby it says that if you follow your host main dish you are actually able to integrate with them better so this is something that, that yeah this is something that needs to be taken note of because this is the first impression of your culture and if your culture is not represented correctly then it reflects badly and imagine if that guy is like is willing to invest a billions of dollars worth of money to yeah. whatever company you are doing man and you this is his first impression of your country well in a sense you kind of lose you kind of right. lose out so this is something that is universally worth taking note of i guess Oh, no, for sure. I know, like when I speak, like I said, I've spoken to a few people from India now. Yeah. And just Muslim, like, like Ish, it's just a Muslim. Anytime we get onto, and Ish loves food, like our next episode together oh, yeah. is going to be based around food. Um, but anytime, like I have to remember, you, you got to leave pork out. Like, come on, you can't, can't yeah. be talking like just out of respect. I don't, I because I eat it because it's not a thing that we don't do here right I'm not Muslim yeah. so I eat it but when I'm speaking with somebody who I know follows that I have to remind myself every time don't bring up pork don't bring up this you know just yeah. I don't want to give off that disrespect and anytime like I'm, I think I'm about to ask a question of a heated topic I'm like listen I don't mean any disrespect. So if you do not want to answer, don't answer. Yeah. I, you know, you have to know, especially when you, like I said, when we're talking with people from other countries and other cultures, there is a yeah. line. You need to be respectful of that line. And yeah. especially if it's your first time, you got to make that good first impression. Anytime, even if it's just like, like me and you, or like, like that guy, if it's a potential business opportunity, you need to be respectful at all times for the first time and realize that, yo, this is the line. You don't cross that. You don't cross that line and it's with, and in that regard, especially if it's with a Muslim individual. Yeah. Just don't, don't, just don't bring it up, man. Just don't bring it up. Leave that shit when you go home. But when you're with that individual, speak with them. Just exactly. nope. Be aware and be respectful of their, their, their ways and their beliefs yeah that's good man like what you said earlier like 
people, you need to be proud of who you are, what you do. But you need to take note that there's others around mm-hmm. you. There's other things that's going on. Uh, here's the thing: U.S. used to be a dream destination for a lot of people. That's the yeah, thing. I believe. And that. now the fact that we are seeing that, I mean, I cre- I created two tribute episodes during Black Lives Matter because right. after the. George Floyd's episode. There's another one. I think Miss Breonna Taylor. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? It happened once. You need to repeat that again. Not to mention that in the when COVID started, there's a lot of xenophobia on the Asian community. I'm like, yeah, I. It was really heartbreaking to see that. And the thing is, is that it happened in a country that. We use we who look at it from the outside perspective used to think that it like it's like the it's like the standard bearer of a nation. Right. And now, I think former President Obama said it. It's like the your reputation has been tarnished really badly internationally. I agree because of holding on to a certain beliefs that's outdated, that is not profitable in a sense. For you guys, because yeah, I mean, Americans are not just a certain ethnicity, guys. You guys are the greatest part. Of why we, from the outside, look at it is because you guys became a beacon that at one point shows that actually people of all skins can succeed there. So yeah, we the fact that it's happening now, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when it's. I have an idea of when I believe. I, I'm gonna say we started backtracking. Yeah. But, like you were just saying, how this country was built, we were built off the backs of immigrants. We yeah. ourselves came from Europe. You know, like we're not we're not the original folks of this land. You know, not even yeah. get into what we did to the natives, but. That story's out. Everybody knows. And it's shitty. So we started literally as a nation of immigrants. And that's how we've grown. And somewhere, somehow, that's gotten lost. That love of bringing in people from everywhere. Building off of everything. And making it your own, but still keeping your identity. Has gotten lost. And it's... I don't understand it because that's literally how we got here. So I don't so I don't even know how it could have gotten lost, where the turn happened or or whatnot. It makes no sense to me. Um, it definitely sucks to see, you know, when you look out essentially my window and see this type of shit happen. Yeah. You know, because you know you mentioned George Floyd and beyond. I live in the South. I grew up yeah. in the South. Now, I've never firsthand seen anything of that nature, but I've had, I have many firsthand accounts of very like upfront racism around me. And I'm, I've never, never been for that type of bullshit. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that, that shit fucking hurt. Definitely. Because it's like, anytime, it's, it's always like two steps forward, one step back, you know? 
or one step forward to whatever, whatever the hell the phrase is. You know, sometimes like in any time we try to advance, something always holds us back. And, and you know, like I said earlier, we're definitely hurting right yeah. now. Definitely, we are. We are. We're, we're pretty broken, extremely divided as well. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a long time, a few years, if not a decade or so, to rebuild and mend that divide. I I hope it happens sooner than later and I hope we get back to how we're supposed to be you know acknowledging that we're here but we're also here because of everybody else out there you know this country isn't we never would have been if it wasn't for people from Japan Germany you know South America Africa everywhere Italy Italy everywhere we have some we probably have somebody from probably every single country in Isn't our country. Your, yeah, it's I don't know whether you know it or not, but America is actually named after a guy called Amerigo Vespucci, who is yes. Italian. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do know that our White House was um, the architect for our White House was Irish, if I recall as well. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the most American building in America is built or was drafted by a non-American. Yeah. You know? And you can go into a whole bunch of other shit as well. But, Calvin, I want to thank you. I, I've enjoyed this. It didn't exactly go, like, more cultural yeah. speaking, but I would love, for that reason, I would like to have you yeah. on a second time, or even the third time, or fourth, fifth, whatever time. <laughs> um, All right. But I think I enjoyed it. I think we got some good definitely we spoke on some true more current stuff that yeah. probably needs to be said anyways yeah. regardless of how we originally planned the show um so i'm i'm glad to get some of that out uh, yeah. if there's anything else you would like to say calvin the floor is yours sir all right um now actually i just want to thank you actually and i think that you actually said it in one of your earlier episodes because you as a white guy you didn't know about all this and now and you even created a platform now to actually hear some people's perspective of it so this is something that i really need to thank you red it's because yeah it uh, i mean changes is not something snap i mean it's not like thanos infinity gunshot kind of thing you don't just get changes or something but the fact is that if there's people who is willing to do something to just even if may it may not be some kind of fire starter it can just be as it's a tiny spark right but it's something that is it makes a giant impact it's going to ripple and i'm really thankful for you to be able to create something like this and even saying something like what what you said mm-hmm. is because now you have people's perspective to actually hear what is the thing that you think what is it that you feel about a certain a certain impact that you can see in your own country in your in their country so yeah i just want to say thank you for that and for everyone who is watching this please take care uh it's 2021 we went for one year whereby somehow we are stuck at home I think it's gonna be funny if we ever enter a sports stadium and then we'll be like, huh, okay, how do I cheer? 
Right. But <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that well, the pandemic is still not done. It's not just gonna end snap in one day or two. Mm-hmm. So please, people, take care of yourself. And like what, like what Red's mindset is, you guys have to be proud of who you are. But realize there's other things outside mm-hmm. of who you are. Kyle, I think that's great. Um, for anyone who's listening still at this point, I think we're an hour in. Check Calvin out, Global Citizens Podcast. Find that, I'm assuming, what, everywhere, right? Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, actually, it's on YouTube, my Facebook. You can right. find it at Calvin Carneon Rejoya. And nowadays, I'm also streaming it, streaming it on an Instagram on replay. So that's my three main platforms. Right. So yeah, you guys can reach out to me. It's you guys can find global CK citizens. Uh, that's usually only me, since <laughs> like I said, I created that name so that people only know me. Right. Well, all all his stuff will be in the description below. Calvin Global Citizens Podcast. It's great to finally get to talk to you. I know me and you've been kind of going back and forth for a few months now, and again, I've been watching your stuff for a better part of last year oh, like oh this guy's talking to everybody I, you know didn't think I was ever worthy but I'm glad we finally <laughs> got this hopefully the first of many to come you uh, have there's yourself no such, uh, there's no such thing worthy or not worthy man I mean <laughs> friends are just people you haven't met yet there you go there you go so Calvin you have yourself a good night over there sir it's getting late for him everybody else you guys take care yeah bye <laughs>